Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. The winners are the, the people with the most stories. One of the great things about traveling is the people that you meet. I've slept in bus stations, like yeah. I've slept on people's floors. And it's already on fire, and then there's just a gigantic, huge explosion, like out of a Hollywood movie. It's not right or wrong, it's just different. We hired like 10 Chinese prostitutes to come be our audience. We were kidnapped by nuns in Puerto Rico. <laughs> not a good idea to be high when you're packing. You forget a lot of stuff. I got swine flu. By the time you've lived through it, it's just a good story. Hey everybody, this is Mike Siegel, host of the Travel Tales Podcast, and welcome to a special edition of the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm willing to bet that wherever you are right now, you're probably on lockdown or some kind of quarantine or asked to uh, give some social distancing, which is the hot new term now. In my entire life, we never used that phrase, social distancing, but now it's here. Anyway, as most of you know, Italy is the uh, new quote-unquote epicenter. Actually, America is probably the new epicenter of the COVID-19 virus. First it was China, and then it quickly became Italy. And they've been on lockdown pretty much since uh, the end of January. So they're uh, a few weeks ahead of us, in, or us, when I say us, uh, uh, in America. And they've had a lot of deaths and a lot of infections. And so I wanted to speak to my friend Barbara, who is uh, a native of Bologna, which is uh, two hours south of Milan, but she works in Milan as an entertainment reporter on the news, or Sky TV, I should say. And that's how we met. We met years ago. Man, it must have been back in 2004, five. I don't know. But we met on a, a movie junket down in the Bahamas way back when, and we just stayed in touch. And when I was traveling through Italy a couple of years ago, and around September of 2017, I stayed with her for a little bit, in um, first in Bologna for the weekend, and then we drove up to Milan, my first time in both those cities, and she was an amazing hostess, and I loved my time there. And since 2017, she's gotten married. She married an, uh, an American guy. She is still on Sky TV, now recording out of her house quite often. <laughs> Uh, they're doing a segment uh, from her home. So looks like we're all working remotely these days. Although we have to imagine the movie press junkets are put on hold for a little while. Maybe a long while. Nobody knows. But regardless, when I saw what was happening in Italy, I wanted to reach out to Barbara. I've been following her on Facebook for a long time. And she posted uh, a letter to Americans saying what they should do, what, what they're going through over there in Italy, and uh, what we can expect. And I reposted it on my uh, Facebook page, and it was passed around by some friends of mine, and it was quickly debunked as fake by uh, certain members of the populace. I don't think we have to get into who exactly those people were, but you can imagine. But I don't get into internet arguments. Who's got that kind of time? It's an endless loop of hatred and bile, and I won't do it. But it did make me want to actually speak with Barbara and, and, and get her, in her own words, to describe what, what's going on over there in Italy. So through the magic of Zoom, we recorded it this week on March 31st. The nine-hour difference, so it was noon in L.A., and she was in Bologna at her place there, so it was 9 p.m. in Bologna. I'm drinking coffee, she's got wine, and we just had a quick chat about what's going on over there. And Barbara is someone who knows America very well. She went to college out here, I believe, in California, at Santa Barbara. She lived in L.A., so she knows America pretty well. It's not like she's just assuming what America is like. So I respect her opinions, and it was good to talk to her anyway. And I got to see her on video, 
And it made me miss Italy even more because it is, as I said often on here, one of my favorite countries in the whole world. And it's tragic what they're going through. And I hope for a speedy recovery from everybody in Italy and throughout Europe, because this is spread like wildfire, as we know, and here and abroad, around the world, so we can all get back to seeing one another face-to-face, hugging, sharing some wine, and that amazing gelato that I miss so much. But I hope to do a full episode with Barbara in the future where we can just talk about Italy and she can give us great tips on where to go, what to do, and uh, maybe some of the more hidden spots that we could hit that are off kind of the the normal tourist track. So that would be kind of cool. But right now, overshadowing everything is this virus. So I just wanted to get her vibe on what's uh, happening over there and how she's doing. They're still under quarantine. They're still on lockdown. So the good news is... The measures they've taken seem to be working. So maybe there is a little light at the end of the tunnel. If you'd like to follow Barbara, you can follow her on Twitter at Barbara, B-A-R-B-A-R-A-T-A-R-R-I, Barbara Terry on Twitter. If you'd like to follow her on Instagram, it's the same, Barbara Terry, B-A-R-B-A-R-A-T-A-R-R-I. If if you want to see her TV clips in full uh, working mode, you could go to Sky TV or Sky Cinema, or something, Sky, just go to Sky, Italy, plug in her name, and you can find her on the internet, clips of her doing her thing. She's great at what she does, and I'm glad she was willing to talk to me. So stay safe, everyone. Wash your hands. Maintain social distance. Be kind to one another. Have patience. And use this time to really connect with what's important in life. And throw away all that other crap. Just be cool. Here's my conversation with Barbara Terracone Hamilton. Barbara Taracone, are you using the, your uh, your new married name now? I That's am, as a matter of fact. Yes, so That's a lot of names. It's uh, Barbara Taracone Hamilton. The least yeah. Italian sounding name you could find. <laughs> half of it is Italian, half of it is American. I know. I am, yeah, here we go. Well, congratulations on your recent marriage. Uh, thank you, thank you. Wow. So, how did long did I'm? Um, this is going to be personal, right? The first uh, part. Okay. When did you get okay. married? <laughs> When did you get married? So we got married twice. Uh, one uh, in the, one time in the United States and one time in Italy. So we have two anniversaries. Uh, September 14th is the Italian one. <laughs> I'm double checking with my husband. And June 25th is the American one. Yes, because he's American. So we wanted to be um you know, legally married in both countries. So, gotcha. so he's there just in time, just in time yeah. for the worst pandemic. Yes, but it's actually, as a matter of fact, he's happy to be in Italy as opposed to be in the United States because um, he feels like we're handling it much better here that unfortunately his own country is doing. So, yes. Uh, Does he not know? Does he not realize that we're great again? Did he not see the news? <laughs> I guess uh, that must have escaped him. Oh yes. my gosh, I can't believe it would that leave right around now. Him. Yes, yes, I know it's sad. So, we're trying to spread the news to friends and family uh, in the US to um, shelter and be safe and quarantine themselves, even where it's not, um, uh, you know, mandatory yet. But that's the thing to do. Okay, you are my um, lifeline to. Uh, what's happening in Italy because we hear so much or we read so much, but I don't know. I've never talked to someone there who's living through it right now. Right. When did you, 
start being confined to your house and did it was it gradual or just like all of a sudden they said you can't leave and you're in it Milan was, I should tell people you're in Milan right or are you in Bologna I'm now in Bologna so I have I live in Milan but we uh, which is pretty much the uh, worst area um, right now in terms of cases uh, Lombardy not Milan per se but the region around it um and that's where I work because I am a TV presenter and that's where uh, TV networks are. And so we have a pediatria there and that's where we are generally um, headquartered. Um, but I also am uh, from Bologna originally. My friend is in Bologna, which is two hours south of Milan. And because I'm Italian, I'm a Mamone. I spent a lot of time here. And uh, so Currently, we are in our second home in Bologna, so it's in another region. Um, it's closed, so it's uh, uh, also stricken by the virus, but not as bad as Lombardy. Is it the same rules in Bologna as Milan are, or different? The rules are the same all over the country now. Okay. So basically, uh, we had the first case at the end of February, like February 21st, I think. And they started restricting uh, some some areas in Italy, um, and they started closing schools and they started limiting activities um, for the first couple of weeks. Um, some areas were uh, more contained than others. Um, people thought that of a big vacation, so people went uh, snowboarding and surfing and you know and skiing and um, congregating with their families because kids were out of school and uh, and um, lots of people were smart working, working from home, similarly to what we see in the US actually. Like when we see the kids like in Florida um, on spring breaks, like you know partying on the beaches or wherever that is happening right now. So. Um, we saw a similar thing in Italy, like the virus was here, there were restrictions in place, but people were partying or skiing or going to resorts. So a lot of people in a very confined area at the same time. Um, so anyway, so that was the first couple of weeks. So I guess the government realized that uh, those measures had to be tighter for people to understand that it was a serious threat. And that's where we got quarantine. And that's where we got like the lockdown that you that made the news and you heard about and it's so scary so that's where people were like okay you can't leave your house unless you have a a real urgent pressing reason which is documented to leave the house so in LA right now I can leave to go like on a walk they say only a necessary travel really but I can get in the car and Mm -hmm. leave can you do that can you go to the gym? In a uh, the gyms are closed. The gyms are closed. Okay. okay. So no, we can leave the house to go grocery shopping, to go to a pharmacy, to go to work. Yeah. And the bank. Um, that's right. it. To the bank. Yes. And um, really no other reason. So you can't go for a run, for example. You can't go for a bike ride, for example. That was a big argument here. Like why people can go for a run if they go by themselves. And that is, again, it's because if you live like that, free range area where people can decide then you'll have like 50 people going for a run you know in the same place so you're back to square one with a lot of people congregating at once so no can't go for a run (laughs) gotta work out indoors yes that would be the toughest thing for me right now because i don't have a Mm -hmm. balcony or anything like that or a yard 
So yeah. to me, I mean, to not be able to just leave and get air, you know, I mean, that would be the yeah. toughest thing for me. I think. Yeah. I mean, we so were not, just yeah. now, as per today, like recently, because people were uh, up in arms about, okay, like people with dogs can walk their dogs. What about people with kids? Can they walk their kids? Because people get have to get their energy out. So I guess um, I still have to read it because it was really recent, like a couple hours ago, but the government issued another document where they said, yes, you can't walk around your neighborhood or around like your blocks with your kid or by yourself. But really, they want to make sure that you don't congregate you know, with other people. And because before when we had measures that were already pretty strict, sort of like, you know, the measures that are are in place in many places in the U.S. right now, uh, but not as strict as the ones that we have now, what happened is that people would find like, you know, a way to still get together or to still like, you know, play and, you know, go see their families. And that is what you shouldn't do. So... Is there any signs? I don't know if you have the actual numbers, but is there any uh, signs yes. that it's getting a little better? It's or getting how better. Many people- yeah, it's okay. getting better. So basically what they're looking for is for the amount of people that get coronavirus to plateau, they say, to get to a number that doesn't increase, okay? So what is- Flatten the curve, we say here. Flatten the curve, yes, flatten (laughs) the curve and make it so at first, like, you know, it was going to peak and then it has to like get to that, uh, you know, like if you look at it as a curve, it has to get to that flat area, right? Like a plateau and that's where we are right now. So basically it means that the numbers of people- in ICU, uh, in intensive care are getting lower and the numbers of people that contract the virus are uh, the same or less. And this is what you want. And But unfortunately, it's still a high number. So you want this number to go down and you can only get that um, if you get people to stay inside. Really, that's all you can do. I forgot to uh, ask you on the quarantine, mm-hmm. what are the penalties? If are there police everywhere, yeah. like stopping you? And what, what are they not, what happens if they yeah, say? not everywhere, not everywhere, but there are there is police uh, on the street as it should be because Italians are not law abiding citizens by nature. <laughs> what? <laughs> What? <laughs> yes, as I think Americans, like they're, you know, they, um, you know, we try, you know, differently, but we value our individual thinking. And um, oh, there's a lot of that here, believe me. Yeah. Believe so, me. Yeah. So there is, like, you'll see, like, a cop car asking you, um, you know, on the street, asking you if you're in the car, like asking you where you're going and you have to bring a document with you. Um, it's called auto-certificazione, so self-certification. It's a document where you state who you are and where you're going and why. And so, and obviously you can only prove it, it's, it's your word, right? But they can check, they can check on it and make sure that what you said as truthful and they can fine you and it will be on your criminal record. Uh, like how much is the fine? Like how much? The fine is not what is the problem. The fine is, you know, upwards of like 300 euros. But the problem is that is you're on your record. So like, it's not a misdemeanor. It's, you know, it's a natural crime. It's criminal to uh, go around town if it's not necessary. So yes, so then you'll have to fight in court. Not like a ticket. It's not like a parking ticket. It's more like, you know, uh, drinking and driving. 
You know? Okay. Do you know someone who's gotten sick? And do you think at some point everybody in Italy will have known someone who's gotten sick? I unfortunately don't know anybody that's gotten sick yet, but I know somebody that works at a hospital and she um, had symptoms that were equivalent to the symptoms of coronavirus so that she was tested for coronavirus in quarantine and her living boyfriend was asked to quarantine with her. So uh, of course, everybody's quarantining anyway, but he would still go to work because his work didn't have the smart working possibilities. So he'd go to work, but because his girlfriend was possibly a coronavirus patient, he was asked to stay at home. And uh, the results just came back recently and she is not positive for coronavirus. So that's good. But yeah, so that is a process that you go through if you have symptoms compatible with coronavirus and you are a possible target for coronavirus, like meaning like because she works at a hospital, she was exposed to it possibly. So do you know what the numbers are now? I was like around eight, 9,000 people have died. Yeah, let me see because I'm not good at numbers. So I'm done for you. So now there are 105,000 cases total, of which uh, 15,000. Positive cases. Yeah, positive cases. People that were tested and uh, that were found to Uh have coronavirus. 150,000. 150,000. And in U.S., even more than that. In U.S., you have today, which is going to change tomorrow, but... Uh, This is on the 31st, so... March 31st, 161,000 cases in the U.S. But you got to say that we are testing many, you got to see that we test many more people per capita that you, per capita that, yes. uh, that you do in the U.S. Oh, yeah. So if we, if we had all the tests, we'd have, our numbers would be higher if we had all the tests. I mean, we that's what it looks like. People aren't getting tested here. Yes. So basically you, uh, because you have six times the population that we have, Italy has done three times the amount of testing that you have because you've done five, uh, half a million tests and you've done 1 million. So uh, people that are good at math tell me that because if you have six times the amount of a population, that means that you've done um, just a third of the amount of testing that we've had. What has the government said about how much longer it's going to, you have to do this? I mean, have they given you any yes, timeline? They did. To, okay, so not by, there hasn't been another decree yet, but today the talk was to extend it after Easter. Easter is April 15th. And also Easter is a big holiday for Catholic countries. So that would mean for a lot of people to get together if the measures were lifted. So obviously they don't want to lift the measures. I think one you know, I think, I mean, not an expert, but I think one consideration is that, you know, they need more time. And also they don't want to lift the measures when there is a high risk of a lot of people getting together at the same time because of a big national holiday. So it will certainly, my understanding is that it will um, extend, uh, you know, throughout April, more likely. Yeah. So oh, another man. month. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. So I got to imagine all these, um, businesses have to be really hurting and uh, how are the spirits of you and your neighbors and your family are, are people going a little well, the thing crazy is, like, indoors a lot of businesses yeah no a lot of businesses are still like what is deemed 
a necessary business is still going on. So there's obviously been an impact on a lot of activities, but it's also measures uh, that the government has put in place to help uh, small business owners or freelancers. Um, so, you know, uh, task cuts or like, you know, help, you know, actual help, you know, funds that are put in place to help people. So I want to get back to like the mood of the people. I mean, are, the they, people. are, are okay. people starting to so- get angry? Actually, Italians are really good spirited, I gotta say. So we have this, like, um, there's a couple of things that are going on, which are wonderful, I think. One is that um, there's a lot of flash mobs. So people would open their windows and talk and sing or talk or play music together at 6 p.m. every day. Sometimes it's just one tune that is decided upon, like, through social media beforehand. Sometimes you know, it's whatever you want to do. So in my neighborhood is a lot of like, whatever you want to do. So open the window and everybody's their own song. Which is, uh, yeah, but that is good. So we have that. And there's a lot of like social media activity going on. And with, you know, Italians are jokers. So there's a lot of like fun things going on online. One of that is this uh, social media group that blossomed and you know, Giuseppe Conte, our prime minister, is a very, like, a, you know, a clean cut, serious sort of type. And, um, you know, think of like a Richard Cunningham kind of person. And um, so really, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, happy days. So I really would not yep. think of him as a sex symbol. But for some reason, uh, there are all these, there's this group that is called Le Bimbe di Giuseppe Conte. If you're Italian, you'll get a kick out of what they post because I, you know, they will, you know, post their photos with like a little hearts and flowers. And it's all in jazz, obviously. Um, you know, and they wait for his, you know, daily conference at 6 p.m. Uh, you know, please issue me <laughs> Giuseppe. Yes, you know. So there's a lot of like uh, trying to um, keep, you know, your uh, spirits high. Also a lot of joking around the fact that people with dogs were allowed to live their apartments to walk their dogs. So obviously that created a lot of social media humor on like, you know, dogs uh, letting themselves right. for walks for, you know, as much as like 10 years to walk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just I feel like people for the most part try to compensate the sadness of what's going on and the daily uh, count of deaths and uh, and tragedy, really, because it is sad with humor and uh, and good spirits and, you know, just a unity. I know that there's people joke about the, the Conte, the, the prime minister. The prime. prime minister, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the prime um, minister, yes. <laughs> but are they, um, are they happy with the job he's doing in general? I think so. I think so. I feel like uh, Conte was a technical prime minister. He's one of the many governments that were formed at interim, like in the meantime. And he's, um, you know, was handed by fate a bigger task that I'm sure he ever thought he would have to accomplish. And he's doing a really good job at talking to people and uh, communicating. And we understand that what we're doing is for, you know, after like the first couple of weeks where people were like, okay, schools are closed and uh, we can get for work to work from home, but it's not as serious. We can still party, like, you know, whatever, like go places, travel, which is probably what brought us in this situation in the first place. After those couple of weeks, 
was really understood and the message is really loud and clear that is a serious situation and we all have to abide by what they tell us to do and people um, like to have a strong uh, direction. And I think Italy is not as political or not as it is in the U.S. You know, this isn't a matter of like being right wing or left wing. This is a matter of trying to fight this virus. I know. And they canceled uh, football, which I'm very upset about. They so canceled sad. the football, but that is also something that was, you know, at first they tried to keep it going and there was this big match right. that involved Atalanta, which is the Bergamo team. And Bergamo is this city that was most stricken with the virus. So people think one of the reasons why that city was so hard hit is because all the fans went to the soccer stadium yeah. together and then they came back yeah. and, uh, you know, and, you know, Italians visited their families and visited their, um, you know, their parents, their grandmothers. And uh, Bergamo took a really, really, really hard toll. So, yes, Ugh. I think, yeah, football should have stopped. I mean, I know it's sad, but football should have stopped right away. We have to do this again sometime when, uh, and then we can talk about Italy and give us travel tips about oh, where to go in Italy. Yeah. Um, but in better circumstances, hopefully we can do this. And hopefully, hopefully I'll get back yes. there again. Oh, yeah, sure. We'll be here. We'll be here. I just wanted to know what you can tell Americans what to expect and any advice you have for us. Well, my advice to Americans is to not take this politically. This is not political. This is not about whether you support Trump or you're against Trump. This is about your health and your parents' health and your grandparents if you're young and you still have them. And um, so the only way to fight this, and we're seeing it here now in LA, is to really not leave the house not congregate, not socialize. Social distancing is the only way. And so it's frustrating because it's a word that is fought by staying at home, but that's what you should do. So no parties, no baby showers, no going to church, no going to synagogue, no going for walks with a lot of people, none of that. And uh, not visiting your elderly either because you can be a carrier of the virus and transmit it to them. So just uh, hang tight and uh, try to work from home if you can. And that's the only way to go about this. Right. You know? And honestly, like I've seen how like people take this politically. Like I posted a post about what's going on in Italy and was shared in the US and people responded to it thinking that it was a fake. It was a hoax. Yeah, that's why I, like, I passed it on. And, and that's why <laughs> I wanted to talk to you. You know, to, I said, yes. no, I know this person. And they're like, oh, yes. no, I've seen this. I've seen no. this uh, many times. It's fake. And it wasn't fake. It was my own writing. It was my own experience. And if they had seen it many times, because there's a lot of people in my same situation that reported the same exact situation, because that's where we're living. That's our truth. And that's our reality. And unfortunately, it's already, it already is what's going on in the U.S. Because, you know, the American cases have surpassed our cases. There's more people with coronavirus in the U.S. now that we have in Italy and no action has taken except for a couple of states. So this is sad. I care about you. <laughs> I want you to be safe. And I, you. <laughs> exactly. But you know I love Italy. I love Italy. It's one of my favorite places in the world. And I loved uh, seeing you when I was there and, uh, you know, oh, Milan. You. and 
and likewise. And um, yeah. uh, and Bologna, so- I miss. I'm hungry already just thinking about it. <laughs> right? I know. That's one oh. thing that will happen certainly after this quarantine that we will all get fatter because we like our food and we <laughs> all cooks here in Italy. So everybody's like swapping recipes and, you know, cooking a whole lot. So no more gelato. Uh, yes, I know. It'll be a hard summer <laughs> after this. <laughs> well, this is a good test for a, a young marriage is being quarantined together. It definitely is. But you know what? I uh, enjoy spending time with my husband and we were I would hope so. before this. Yes. <laughs> so I actually, yeah, we do not have that problem of being confined in the same uh, place because actually we were long distance before and because of my job I travel a lot and so one good thing about this is that I get to enjoy my family life more. Let's do this again and, and hopefully in a couple of weeks you'll have good news. Absolutely, yes. Hopefully we'll all have good news. Absolutely. Absolutely. 